Okay, Sunday morning when we were praying and, you know, praying for the kids when they went to camp. And I was praying and I prayed uh, for the Lord to show them their next step while they were at camp. And then that just went off in my spirit like a bomb. And all this week, God has just been talking to me about our next step, taking that next step. And so when Jardel asked me if I would minister tonight, I didn't have any problem. And what the Holy Spirit wanted me to preach on because he'd been talking to me nonstop for three days about next step. What is your next step? And, uh, you know, in Hebrew, the word step, which is the word assure or asher, as some people pronounce it, uh, the word happy comes from the word steps. Taking the right steps is where happiness comes from. So the level of happiness we live in is determined by the steps that we've been taking. Every time we make a step, that step determines whether we're going to be happy or whether we're going to not be happy. And so that's why it's so vitally important that we pay attention to the steps that we take. So I'm going to read you a few scriptures on taking steps. It says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. So when we, when a person is right with God, when Jesus is in our heart, then He's directing us which step to take as our next step. And the thing about it is, from the day that we get saved, He never quits showing us our next step. You know, when we, the first step that we take is when we ask Jesus to come into our life. And that will bring the greatest level of joy that we will ever walk in. When we come out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. But see, the thing about it is when we come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of light, we make the devil really, really, really mad at us. And he goes after us. But he still can't stop us from being happy if we continue to make the right steps. And so after we make that first step and we ask Jesus to come in and wash our sins away, then of course Jesus said the next step to make is to be baptized. And you know, there's a lot of people that are saved that's never been baptized. Now, being baptized don't mean you're saved. And being baptized don't mean you're going to heaven. You know, there are a lot of religions that will teach you that, you know, if you've been baptized, you're going to heaven. Well, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said you're going to heaven if He lives in your heart. And your sins are washed away with His blood. It don't matter how many times you get baptized. If you don't live for Jesus and your sins aren't washed away, then you're not going to heaven. So first you get saved and then your next step is to get baptized. And then the next step is to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And the reason that that step is so vitally important is because the Bible says the sons of God and the daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. So we're just going to wander around blind all of our life if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Not hearing the voice of God, not knowing which way to go, not knowing what to do. So the next step that's going to ensure your happiness, our happiness, is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, then from after that step, the next step is to find a body of believers to attach yourself to. And I wish I had time tonight to read you all the powerful scriptures of what happens when you become a part of a body of believers. See, you're not the church. You're a part of the church. It teaches in the New Testament that we're either a finger or we're a foot or we're an ear or we're an eye. We're not the whole body. And so if we don't attach ourselves to a church body, 
then we're just a, a, a piece of the body hanging around out there that will eventually die. And even if you don't, uh, add so, if you don't physically die, you'll spiritually die. And the thing about being spiritually dead is you don't know you're spiritually dead. See, when Eve took of that fruit and she didn't die and she thought, uh, oh, God lied to me. He said, I would die if I ate this. And she didn't die. She didn't understand spiritual life. So you can be walking around physically alive and spiritually dead. And if you don't attach to a body, then you will be spiritually dead. You must attach to a body. And you know, this is why it's been so important as COVID is shutting down for people to get back in church. We're having a really hard time getting a lot of our people to come back to church. They've gotten fat and lazy. And they want to lay in bed and watch TV on their phone. Y'all can throw tomatoes if you want to. It won't hurt my feelings. But see, you're not attached to the body when you're laying in bed watching TV on your phone. You've got to attach to the body because you have a function in that body. You have a job to do. And that's just like people who come and never do anything. They just come to church Sunday after Sunday and sit there, receive the Word, Worship God and go home and do nothing for Jesus. That's just as big a deception. You gotta make that next step. See, if, if there wasn't a job for us to do here on earth, well then Jesus would have just taken us to heaven the minute we got saved. We've been a lot better off just went right on to heaven when we got saved. But see, Jesus had a job for us to do here for Him. To be His hands and feet. And so that is our next step. Is to find out what that job is and do that job in the body. Be a functioning part of the body. And uh, the one way you'll always know your gift, what it is you're gifted at, is what is it that you love to do. See, the word gift and the word joy come from the same Greek word. So what you enjoy doing is what your gift is. See, I enjoy talking. <laughs> it's kind of an Odell trait, right, Ginger? <laughs> yeah, the Bible says a person that talks a lot sins a lot. <laughs> but but that's my job, teacher. I enjoy teaching. <laughs> and so what do you enjoy doing? That's what your gift is. And so it's not hard for you to find out what your gift is. Just figure out what it is you enjoy doing and do it for Jesus. Get involved in the church. Plug yourself in and start doing that for Jesus. Okay, so let's say you've done all those things. Let's say you've, you've made that step and you've asked Jesus in your life. Then you made the step and you got baptized. I cannot see in the cars. I have no idea who's in whose car. So if you have been saved and you have not been baptized, blow your horn. Wow. That's amazing. For a crowd this side, everybody here that saved has been baptized. Awesome. Y'all are obedient. And happy. Alright, so if you are sitting in your car and you made the next step and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, blow your horn. Awesome. Awesome. We can honestly say we're a Spirit-filled church, right? And how much joy does the Holy Ghost bring? The Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Alright, and so the next step, how many of you know what your gift is? What it is you enjoy doing. Uh, how many of you are doing it in the church? Whoop, not near as many horns. Not as many horns. 
That's your next step. If you didn't blow your horn, that's your next step. Get in the church and use your gift for Jesus. Because that step will bring you your next level of joy and happiness. You will never be happy until you do what Jesus put you here on this earth to do. You may think you're happy, but you don't really know what happiness is. Until you begin to do what Jesus put you here to do. You know, when COVID hit uh, a year ago, I was working at the school. And I was teaching chapels and, and working on our Christmas program and our, let me see, it would have been our Easter program in March when we shut down. And when COVID shut the school down, I was going to school nearly every day, teaching chapels, working with the kids. And then uh, when COVID uh, came, my husband went to the school and told Mr. Dory, she's not going to teach. <laughs> He didn't ask me or tell me. He went to them and said, she's not teaching at school anymore. And he would not let me go back to the school. <laughs> and so, he, in fact, he wouldn't let me go anywhere. I didn't go into the grocery store. I didn't go to Walmart for over a year. I didn't go anywhere. I sat at my house for a year. And so I had to find my next step. Everything in my life was shut down. My working at the school, working at the church, I had nothing to do. And so I had to go to the Lord and find my next step. And so God was so faithful and God was so good. And what the Lord showed me was people would call with all these terrible needs in their life. And so I took that list of names of the people who call me and I would... Every day I would pray for that person and the Lord would give me a scripture for them. And I would send them that scripture. And I can't tell you for the last year how many people have texted me and said that was the word that I needed today. Just today I got a text that said that was the word I needed to get through this day. And so there's always a next step. There's always a next step. So whatever, you can be sitting at home and never talk to a living person. And God will still show you your next step. There's always a next step to your next level of happiness. Remember, taking the right step is what makes you happy. Let me read a couple of more scriptures and we'll be done. Psalms 119 says, Order my steps in your word. And do not let sin have dominion over me. So see, if we'll go to the Word every day, God will show us that next step. See, we just can't get stagnant where we are. So many people get saved and that's all they ever want. They don't want anything more. I can't tell you how many people I know that tell me they're saved and never set foot inside of a church. See? And, and then there's people that they, they'll get saved, but they don't see any need in getting baptized. Father, we pray over that need in the name of Jesus. Meet that need in the name of Jesus. Because you are the great physician, the mighty healer. The blood prevails. Okay? Let me go back to where I was. Alright, so if you'll go to the Word of God and you'll start crying out and praying, God, show me my next step. Show me my next step to happiness. Steps, the right steps lead to your next level of happiness. Alright, Psalms 85 says, Righteousness will go before you and set us in the way of His steps. Well, we all know Jesus is our righteousness. And we all know that He's already gone before us, before us and made the way. 
And he will show us, the Bible says, the, his, the way of his steps. Psalms, uh, Proverbs 4 says, I have taught you in the way of wisdom, and I have led you in the right paths. And when you go, your steps will not get tangled. Isn't that awesome? Have any of you ever got your life tangled up? Got your life in a mess, and you didn't know what to do? Well, if we let Jesus lead us, our steps don't mess up. If we take the next step that he tells us to take. All right, and this is Paul, and he's talking to the church, and he said, uh, walk also in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham. Faith is always the next step. Believe God for something you've never been able to believe for before. Believe God for something bigger than you've ever... Don't grab the aspirin bottle every time you've got a headache. Believe God to heal you. You know, look for little bitty opportunities to use your faith. To take another step of faith. You know, when Reinhard Bunky came over here to go to Bible college... Uh, the lady that did the cooking for his Bible college, he went in there and he was talking to her one day and he said, so where does all this food come from that you cook for this Bible college? She said, I get up every day and pray it in. I pray every day for God to supply food for this Bible college. And see, at the time, he was a young man. He was married and he had a wife and a baby back in Germany that he was trying to work and support and go to Bible school too. And so he said that so inspired his heart. That he decided right then that faith was going to be the major goal of his life. Nothing else but faith. And he looked every day for something he could build his faith on. And those of you that know Reinhard Bunky know he, he had some of the greatest revivals in the world. Hundreds of thousands of people got saved under him. Alright, First Peter says, For even this, for this you were called. Because Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. Paul prayed, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know the fellowship of your suffering. How did Jesus suffer? He fasted. Fasting is suffering, right? How many of you fast every time the Holy Spirit leads you to fast? Fasting is suffering. If you're not willing to suffer and fast, then you're not walking in the steps of Jesus. And walking in the steps of Jesus is where our greatest level of happiness is. What else did Jesus do? He prayed all the time. Everything He did, He said, the Father showed Him before He did it. Isn't that a wonderful life to live? I think about when He was walking into this town to preach and a funeral came by. And the, the young man that was dead was the only son of this widow woman. And uh, Jesus just walked over there to the funeral service and raised him from the dead. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could do that kind of stuff? Wouldn't that be awesome? Just think what kind of happiness that would bring into our life. And all we got to do is just keep taking the next step. Taking the next step. I tell you, I saw one of the greatest miracles Sunday night I'd seen in a long time. Y'all remember that bad storm that hit here Sunday afternoon, right? We were leaving to go to Pine Bluff. You remember? People were calling and saying, are we still going to have the service? I mean, it was a bad storm. Well, when we got to Pine Bluff, 
There were black clouds all the way around the city of Pine Bluff. And right there at the Pine Bluff Church, you could look up and it was sun. And these huge storms all the way around the city. And so Donald prayed and said, God, give us an open sky until we're through here tonight. And that Chris preached. And when he said, Amen, the first raindrop fell. I'm telling you, that was as big a miracle to me as somebody getting up out of a wheelchair and walking. I'm telling you, God still does miracles. But we got to keep taking that next step to get to that place. I told somebody the other day, they were really, really mad at me about something. And they were saying everything they could to try to push my mad button. And any of you that have ever seen me mad, you know you don't want that to happen. And so finally I told this person, I said, I have worked too hard to get to the level of anointing I'm at to let you make me sin. And I hung up the phone. See, we've got to take that next step and we've got to get the sin out of our life. We've got to get the sin out of our life because God does not anoint sin. He doesn't anoint gossip. He doesn't anoint anger. He doesn't anoint sexual sins. we got people in this church living together that aren't married. I'm glad you come to church. Don't get me wrong. But you need to get married. See? we got people in the church here. Now, I'm not talking to the lost world. I'm talking to Victory Church. we got people in Victory Church that look at pornography. See, you've got to take that next step. And get that sin out of your life so you can move to the next level of happiness. Amen? All right. Well, I'm out of Scripture, so I don't have nothing to say. We're going to pray. And we're going to ask the Lord to show you your next step. And show all of us our next step. We never, ever get too old. Me and Ginger was talking about that tonight. She's almost 80. No, Ginger's going to be 35 forever, right, Dylan? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love it when you're here, Ginger. I get to pick on you. When Ginger was little, I picked on her so bad all the time. (laughs) And I miss not having Ginger to pick on. (laughs) Um, Where where was I? (laughs) But what we've all got to do is get to that next step. We got it. We never get too old. That's right. That we don't get to a next step. George, you're never too old for your next step. You're pretty old, but you're not too old for your next step. <laughs> I'm getting pretty close behind you. Only problem is, every time I get older, you get older. <laughs> I told George tonight, his birthday is uh, 9-11. And I said, that was two disasters that happened on 9-11. <laughs> Sorry, George, I couldn't resist. (laughs) You know I really like you if I pick on you. (laughs) But we're never too old to get to that next step. Did you know when Moses was 80 years old, he became a psalmist and wrote the song of Moses? And God told Moses, he said, I want you to write this song. And every time they sing this song, miracles will happen. And in Revelations 4, the Bible says when we get to heaven, you know one of the first things we're going to do? Sing the song of Moses. Look it up in Revelations 4. We're going to sing the song of Moses. 
And Moses become a song, became a songwriter when he was 80 years old. And so we're never too old for God to, for the Lord to not show us our next step. So we're going to pray tonight and we're going to ask the Lord to show you your next step. I really am concerned about some of you guys at Victory. I've watched you get a little bit stagnant this past year. I have watched you sit in your cars on your cell phone for the entire church service. I've watched you stand out beside cars and visit with your friends for the entire church service. I'm really concerned about some of your spiritual place. You just let COVID make you lazy and unspiritual. And so I'm especially talking to you tonight. Make that next step. The Bible says in the Revelations, go back and do your first works over. Go back and do your take your first steps over. Go back to your first love and learn how to love Him with all your heart and soul and strength and might. And nothing is more important than your love for Jesus. On Sunday morning, you would rather die than not go to the body of Christ to worship the head. See, church is not people coming together. Church is His body coming together to worship the head. See? And on Wednesday night, you would rather die than go home and watch TV when you can come together with Jesus' body. Remember, it's His body. Jesus. If you love Him, then you love His body. I've heard people say, oh, I don't want to go to church. Too many hypocrites there. And I'll turn around and say, if you don't love the head body, you don't love the head. You don't love Jesus if you don't love His body. And when you love the body and you come to the body and you become attached to the body, um, you look for that place, that thing you're supposed to do, your functioning part in the body. And you will be happier than you have ever been in your entire life. When the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, the ones that lagged behind, they murmured, they complained, they were lazy, they couldn't keep up. They weren't interested in hanging with the rest of the group. They just hung back. You know what happened? The first enemy they met came out and attacked the back and killed all the...